These people don't give shit. We're giving them the business. The business. All the band is out on the field. He's gonna go to the end zone. He's gonna go Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going all the way back. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to College Football Extravaganza. I'm your host, Robert Vinson, followed by Davis Wood. Welcome back. Man, it's been too long. Like, way too long. It's been like three months since we lasted a podcast. Yeah, it's the off-season, man. We don't really follow recruiting. But, um, you know, maybe that's something once uh, once we get a little money, you can donate to our Patreon. Uh, find us at the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. If you donate to our Patreon, that means more content. I mean, I'm working on it. I'm in law school. Davis has a full-time job. Joey has a full-time job. We all do the best we can. In the season, though, we're weekly. So that's what you need. That's what you want. That's what we bring you. Um, anyway, we had to do a special episode because we've been egging, or asking the NCAA uh, bureaucrats to pay players for the longest time, for at least two years now, longer two years at least on the podcast you can go back to look at one of our episodes called pay the players where we're just begging for it and it's happened the name image and likeness um supreme court case just went down it was unanimous everyone said hey look nowhere else in the market um do payers uh, players in the market i guess you would call them employees not get paid for their hard work so now players are able to get paid starting with a local guy from pensacola let like let's go ahead and talk about him you have information on uwf's uh quarterback uwf also defending national champion champs in um division where are we division three division two division two we're division two yeah defending national champs because 2020 didn't get didn't get played yeah so uh, a couple weeks ago now it has, it has been, it's been, it's been about a week and a half. I didn't do a show last week because Blue Angels were in town. But Austin Reed, who is the quarterback at UWF, uh, who, by the way, has three years of eligibility left despite graduating. He joined our show. He's sort, sort of a regular guest now. He's become a good friend of the station and a good friend of the show. He was coming on to discuss his off-season his off training. In fact, he's been training with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, him being a St. Augustine kid, not too far away from Jacksonville. He got the opportunity to start training with Trevor Lawrence. So we're just kind of asking him, how's that going? Well, just a couple days, you know, after he did his training was when the NIL was passed on July 1st. And so, of course, him being the face of the football team, he's the number one rated quarterback in all division one, uh, division two, rather. He is the favorite to win the What's the, it's the division two, it's called the Harlan trophy. It's the division two Heisman trophy. He's the favorite to win that right now. UWF is the number one ranked team in the nation. They're at least at the moment favorited to win another national championship. Obviously locally, someone is going to sponsor him. And I would also bet more people are going to sponsor him. But so it was a natural question for me when, you know, we're talking about, you know, how his training is going with Trevor Lawrence, but then, I wanted to go ahead and start asking some of the actual questions that are to me a little bit more important. That's all right. How much money are you going to start making? And 
you know, of course he couldn't really say anything because he hasn't officially announced all of the sponsorships yet, but he did say, yeah, you know, first off, I think that this is great for college football. You ask every single member on UWF, they all agree that we should be paid in some sort of capacity. There is such a high demand, even in division two, just speaking on behalf of division two and in our case, national champs, in Division II, like, there's such a high demand for student-athletes. You know, they, Obviously, you're going to class, right? That's why they like to put student in front of athlete. But the reality is you're spending more time on the practice field and preparing for football games than you are studying. And some of these players, they know they're not going to the next level, so they're going to study a little harder. Other players, uh, and this, this is definitely more for you know Division II, Division Three, but you know a lot of these players are you know not really looking so much forward to the next step. Austin, I think, might, might be able to, to – at least take a step into professional football. I sure, I certainly hope he can because he's definitely talented, but you know, I, you know, he, he says, you know, all, based on the demand there, there should be some sort of compensation. Now I've already said this numerous times. I don't think that college players should be paid simply for being on the roster. You should be paid based on how much your market is. And that's why I like the NIL so much. And so with that, I asked Austin, so do you have any deals lined up? And he said, yeah, you know, we have, I have a couple lined up in Pensacola. I have a few lined up back in St. Augustine. He didn't announce what sponsorships at that time, uh, probably because, you know, he didn't want to go public with it right away, especially on uh, our radio station. Uh, he wanted to wait until he announced what, what his, uh, you know, uh, you know the right, he wanted to wait the right time, the proper time. Mm. And so sure enough, two days after that, I haven't seen anything since, but running wild, the local running shoe the shoe store that's over there by jerry's drive-in he announces that that company has his first sponsor shout and i wouldn't jerry's be surprised driving. yeah shout out to them free plug mm-hmm. i would not be surprised if you know even a local car company you know there are you know like uh you know there are some chevy dealerships in town that are sponsors of the football team i wouldn't be surprised if one of them were to say hey here's a car uh, slap a sticker on the side of it that gives us a promotion. But in the meantime, here you go. While you're in school, here's a free car. College students got to get around, right? Right. So, like, that's going to happen a lot. Now, there are also conflicts of interest that these teams have to be aware of. So, Nike is the sponsor of UWF. It's the sponsor of numerous uh, college programs. You know, like Austin, for example, can't be re- repping Adidas. Ooh, he has yeah. to. He has to wear Nike still. And Nike can certainly come to him and say, hey, go ahead and start repping our new stuff. Like, here you go. Here's a bonus check and all that. But, you know, that, that, and that would make all the sense in the world, right? And if Adidas were sponsoring, like, like I think, uh, I want to say like Texas A&M has an Adidas sponsorship. Yeah, Miami does. Uh, I, Miami. I believe, um, I believe Washington, Washington might, I'm not sure. Actually, I think Washington's Nike, but you know, yeah, they're obviously if you're Adidas, Adidas is likely going to come to you and say, Hey, rep our new stuff. Here you go. Which they probably could have done anyways in college, but because of that, that sponsorship, but now it's like they can get paid to do it also. And they can do online endorsements through social media. So yeah, there, there are those conflicts of interest that these players do have to watch out for. But, you know, hey, if Chipotle wants to hit you up and say, yeah, yeah, man, uh, you love eating your weekly Chipotle bowl, well, go ahead. Here's a lifetime supply of Chipotle. Just make sure you you post about it. 
Yeah, I'm waiting to see how many uh, Texas linemen get sponsored by Whataburger. It's going to be absolutely right? insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> like every Wednesday after practice, you better believe I'm getting my patty melt. I got my triple Whataburger meal every day, and I recommend you do too. <laughs> <laughs> Rising heart attacks among college football like, fans. Like if you want to be 320 pounds like me, choose Whataburger. Yeah, this is what I this is what I choose every night. No, I'm joking. Oh, linemen prob- probably don't eat triple water burgers i honestly back in high school i would eat some triple water burgers probably why i have the roundest of the bellies right now um but a couple things along the lines of what you were saying um car dealers and college football players that's that's nothing new car dealerships they they've always got the players but after they got done with college so now it's going to be kind of kind of a um thing where they're grabbing up maybe even like you said Here's a car, drive it around with our sticker on it. That, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, me being in law school, I'm a nerd. So I listened to the oral argument of, of the Supreme Court case. And one of the things that the uh, plaintiff's lawyer brought up was um, the argument that the NCAA attorney was using uh, where 90-something percent of NCAA um, at college athletes who are on, under scholarship go on to um, graduate. Well, the the guy for the players, the attorney for the players came and said, okay, well, that's NCAA scholarship athletes. How many of the football players graduate? And the number is significantly lower. And so he went on to say, you know, even though they do graduate and they might have a degree in something, the goal was to get to the pros. Okay. Well, not many people go to the pros. And so if they're paid, they have a good um, nest egg or a good safety net that they're building up, or at least they're able to build up through Jersey sales, autographs, these different things that can allow players to make some money while they're in their prime per se, like a college football player, if, if they're really good and they don't make it to the pros, at least they can make some money to support them after college should they not go to the pros. So I thought that was one of the most compelling points uh, other than any other internship in college or any other employee would be paid. Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe that a college a, a college athlete, especially a football player, or even like if you go to a really good basketball school, uh, and, or you go to a really good soccer school, you go to a really good baseball school. A lot of these athletes, even during the off seasons, they're doing work. You know, they're going to camps. They are doing off season training. They have spring practice. They have fall practice. They and sometimes, depending on the team, they'll get to travel across the country and do stuff on behalf of the university. You know, uh, it's, it's like a good example of that was the the Michigan basketball team that had basically got all their wins vacated. This is one of the best collegiate basketball teams ever. And they never even won a championship. And even if they had won a championship, it would have been erased due to the violations that occurred. And, you know, and it's, even and Reggie, it's funny, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush is the best argument. I, oh. I think Reggie Bush to me, uh, if you want to get into this, we can, um, cause I know we're, we're getting caught up on a lot of this NIL stuff, but Reggie Bush not only did he get his Heisman taken away, all the stats were taken away and the wins that he was involved in were taken away. A championship was taken away. Mm. You know, that is to me the best example right now of a player who at the time 
did something wrong. Yes, we can acknowledge that by the rule, there was something done wrong by the rule. But mm-hmm. was it actually wrong? Well, we decided no, it, it, like, or no, it wasn't really wrong because today we are saying we are allowing these players to go ahead and get paid accordingly. So we acknowledge that by passing this rule that says athletes can start making money, we are also saying, without technically saying it, before that we were wrong. And mm-hmm. this is us trying to correct that wrong. So if we're trying to correct that wrong, then you should also correct the people who had stuff taken away from him. And, and Reggie Bush is just the most glaring and obvious example because he lost a Heisman as a result mm-hmm. of this. And USC right. lost a national championship. Uh, Ohio State lost, I think, a Sugar Bowl back in 2010 because a couple of players mm-hmm. had gotten free tattoos. LeBron yeah. James in high school for a couple of games had to sit out during the playoffs because he accepted free jerseys. Now, I don't think anything needs to be given back to him because he was reinstated and they won a championship. Even FSU in the nineties, free shoes university, the whole shoe scandal, the Nike shoe scandal, SMU, everything. The only only team, the only program in history to have been put on the death, the death penalty. Yeah. The Florida Gators even, the Florida Gators even. And I think it was, it was the year after Emmett Smith left. um, They, they postponed for a season or two. Um, because of some NCAA violation where uh, a coach had bought a player. I, I think this is the story. This might not be the accurate story, but um, double check me on this. A uh, coach paid for a player to go home, a plane ticket yeah. for a player to go home um, for some yeah, family that's, emergency. That's an impermissible benefit. Yeah. So these rules are archaic. Uh, you know, it's about time that um, players are able to be paid we, we yeah. all agree well yeah you know have you ever seen the documentary the price of college sports yes yes i have it's, it, i love that documentary it's it's on netflix it's so good and basically the whole documentary the whole point of it is going after the current or it's no longer the current but the then business model of the ncaa and it refusing to allow athletes to make any kind of money period you know there is uh, arian foster which by the way you may like this. There's a doc. There's a, there's a podcast out there called Macro Dosing. Arian Foster's it. podcast. It's Arian Foster's podcast. And if you listen to, uh, uh, pardon my take, mm-hmm. uh, P- PMT commenter or a PFT commenter, he is all he him. Those two co-host it together. Oh, wow. but you know they they basically dive into conspiracy theories. It's awesome. I love it. But, I love uh, that. Aaron yeah. Foster is super smart. He, he's he's he very intelligent. I, I heard him once on Joe Rogan's podcast years ago, and I was like, this guy is really, really smart. Well, you'll you'll like macro dosing. I think you would. It's it's, it's kind of funny, too. Um, so like you, I think you'd enjoy it. But, you know, he was a big part of the price of college sports. And he tells his story about, you know, there was one time where we were just starving. You know, we, we didn't have none of us had money to go to the cafeteria and buy food. So we called Coach Fulmer and said, Coach, we need some Taco Bell or something, man, because like either that or we're going to go out and just take it. So you, you make the call. And so he came over and brought a shit ton of Taco Bell tacos for the whole team, probably a hundred dollars worth of tacos, which him just doing that was that, that, that that's illegal. Yeah. You, you, and you, meanwhile, he's getting paid millions of dollars. Exactly. And, and you know, there are basketball coaches that are getting paid by Nike to rep their shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. But and Nike even said, you know, we want to pay the players, but we can't. So what do we do? We pay the coach, and through that, it's like a loophole. 
through that, we're allowed to get the players to rep whatever we want them to rep. And that reminds me, another one of the points that the NCAA tried to argue, at least, was uh, the preservation of amateurism. And when you get into that, it's like, okay, well, if you're really trying to preserve amateurism, are these college football coaches not getting paid? Are they amateur coaches? Are they, are these amateur trainers? Are they amateur commentators? No, everyone's professional except for the players, except for the ones doing the majority of the work. Right. Well, think about, think about the Olympics, you know, the Olympics used to be amateur only athletes. Well, guess what mm -hmm. those amateur only athletes had to do between the four years they were not competing in the Olympics. They were waiting tables. They were uh, selling cars. They were having to work and then train on the side. That's why these athletes that we have today are so much better because they're allowed mm -hmm. to have sponsorships now that allows them to train day in and day out, not have to go work a Monday through Friday and then train on in the after hours. Like these guys are allowed to get sponsored now. And see, even the Olympics, they realize there's a problem in our system. We can, we, we need to address this. Why do you have to only be an amateur? And, and then you go back to college athletics. Why do you only have to be an amateur to do this? Well, that's the rules. Why is it the rules? Because it is. Okay, let's think deeper than that. Why is it this way? Can it be changed? Mm -hmm. Can college sports still be college sports with these college athletes making money? I think that there is a way to do it, really anything. And it's like there's a way to legalize weed in every state, but why are you know people holding off on it? You know, that's that's another topic for another podcast. Mm. But that certainly we finally got around to the NIL and it's they had to answer that simple question that they were trying to avoid for a long time. And they finally did the right thing. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a new college football video game, to be honest. Yes. We, we haven't had one in years. I've, I've been playing the revamped version of the, the mod, which if you've listened to the pod, you know, I've talked about it. So let's get into some of these, uh, some of these guys. Like also another point it is um, like you were, you know, we're talking about um, Mackenzie Milton and Derek King making their own company it's teaching these guys uh these players to not only be student athletes but also entrepreneurs and businessmen right it's it's adding another factor to them that's only going to benefit them even more right we're seeing players come out with their own logos their own products that they're selling just so you can support them it it's i it's amazing and everyone who's been against it you should you should take note to what the players are doing and how everything's benefiting them. And you should really be like, wow, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't want them to get paid sooner. And let's see, what, do you know what exactly McKenzie Milne and Deer Kings, what their company yeah. is doing? So, I mean, they're not the only ones that did this, but co-founders of Dreamfield. Yeah. As soon as the clock hit midnight, they went ahead and launched their company called Dreamfield Company. And what it does is it allows opportunities for athletes, college athletes specifically, to profit off their well, name, image, and likeness by selling NFTs. NFTs have become really popular, the digital art. Non-fungible uh, tokens. I, yeah, like I don't see myself really getting into that personally, but that's been a big thing lately. And <laughs> people are buying it like crazy. Um yeah, and NFT sold for what's $64 million like a few months ago. It was like one of the highest uh, selling. Yeah, it's the highest one. I think it was yeah. a, it was, a, I forget what it was. I don't even know if it was sports related, but. It wasn't. It, it was, was a conglomeration of, of just this guy's different art. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. and that's what it was. Yeah, I, to me, I thought it was that, that was actually my introduction to NFTs, uh, and I thought it was so stupid. But it doesn't matter. Like, it's a big thing. It's not my job to determine what's cool and what's not. Um, my job there, is to at least talk pe- about it. People pay for them. We we uh, at the Libertarian Party, the Mises Caucus, we raffled off and a Ron Paul NFT. If you know who Ron Paul is, he's, he was the yeah, politician. Yeah. yeah, ran for president a couple times. Um, greatest. Uh, Didn't he famously late. get his ass kicked in his front yard? That was that's Rand Paul. That's his uh, Rand. That's Paul, his that's son. Right. Ron, Ron Paul. Rand Paul is uh, he's all right, but Ron Paul is uh, more on the libertarian side of things. Anyway, we raffled off an NFT and we raised a few thousand dollars doing so. So people do nice. pay for these things, and it's something special to have because it's tied to the blockchain. But whatever. So that's pretty cool. They're helping players. Um, develop in nfts and sell them i guess yeah you know so and it's like they also want to sell like their autographs uh make public appearances and get paid for them and so Dreamfield will set up those opportunities and you know they're they're athletes who can sign with Dreamfield, uh and then like Dreamfield will set up these appointments uh it'll they will set up the autograph opportunities they will set up the public appearances all these athletes have to do is show up. And so like, they'll have these guys on as clients and dream field. I think it's paid to do all this stuff. Like, and I think I like these athletes will make a ton of money signing and then dream field gets a portion of that because they're the ones that set up the opportunity is essentially what this is all about. So it's kind of, a, it, it's, it's like the business model is not exactly the most lucrative by any means, but you know, it, it's definitely, uh, it's Mackenzie Milton and Derek King getting ahead of the curve. At right? least it's something. Uh, yeah, look not, at this. This, not, this is pretty sick NFT right here. Like if that was a uh, if that was a card, like a baseball card. Yeah, oh, and uh, so Mackenzie Milton, they're they're going to sell that. I don't know if they've already done it, but it's believed to have been the first NFT of a for a college athlete to sell. Nice. Um, I and I believe it is uh, at least legally. Uh, maybe there were some illegal ones. But NFT is still fairly new, so. And another first, yeah. Bo Nix um, was the first athlete to get sponsored by a, any sort of company using the name, image, and likeness, and uh, he got sponsored by Milo's Sweet Tea. What an Fantastic. Alabama! What an Alabama thing to do, right? Well, yeah, I mean they're they're an Alabama-based company, so it makes the most sense in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love Milo's. I mean, imagine just every day, you know, opening up your fridge and you just have a whole thing of Milo's. Yeah. Now, no. And I don't He's think any set. alcohol <laughs> companies, I think that's another thing. I think alcohol companies have to stay away from the players. Hmm. Like, mm. like imagine that. Imagine being, imagine being a 20 year old or 21 year old, sorry. Mm-hmm. It definitely wouldn't work if you're underage. Imagine being a 21 year old college quarterback and you're sponsored by uh, like Jack Daniels. Yeah, that team's not getting anything done that season if you're sponsored like, by Jack Daniels. And for the third time in the game, the quarterback's throwing up on the sidelines. <laughs> Must have been all those Jack Daniels, Jim. I fucked <laughs> That would be hilarious. I uh, I support the Milos, though. I support the Milos. And uh, another one... Um, Barstool, Barstool Sports, sponsoring tons of athletes, not even college football and basketball. They're also sponsoring golf, 
women's basketball, women's golf, just athletes from all over the spectrum, which is good because, you know, people were saying this is going to take money away from all the other sports, that, that, that old argument. Well, players from other sports are making money too. So what are you going to do about yeah. that now? Well, and I, I'm sure the next questions asked, okay, so what are these guys actually getting for signing with people like Barstool? Reality is we don't know yet. Uh, we don't Barstool, know. Yeah, we don't know. Barstool, because this was all, although I think Barstool could have done a better job of putting together a game plan. Um, and maybe they, for some reason, didn't think it was actually going to go through, but the NIL was something that was in place and it was going to happen. We were just waiting for it to happen. It's, it, they made that announcement, I think a few months prior. So I, I, you, you would think Barstool would have had a m- more of a game plan on what they were actually going to do with these players. Cause one of their now sponsored players, and this was jokingly, of course, but one of their sponsored players like went to TikTok and like was basically like answering questions. It's like, so it's like, I don't know. Are yeah. You, so yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, are you getting paid? I don't know. What do you get? I don't know. Are you going to do anything? I don't know. And then well, basically the response exposure. was, she gets yeah. exposure. First of all, it, it, well, you know, it, Barstool will figure it out. They'll figure out what they they're going to do. They, they're going to find a way to comp. They're, they're definitely going to get a shit ton of equipment, but mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to find a way to compensate these guys. I mean, Barstool doesn't exactly have a shortage of money. No. Yeah. And Justin Shorter, one of the Gator, Gator wide receivers. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be a Barstool athlete. That'll be cool too. I think one specifically of, uh, he's going to be like a pardon my take. Athlete. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. I think I, I need to go back and double check, but yeah, that's, that's still, that's a cool thing. You know, even though they don't really have a game plan yet in terms of what they're going to do with them, it's like, it's a step in the right direction because it's better than what they were getting before. Yeah. Okay. And Barstool is a huge brand. And, uh, another pair of notable athletes have done the name image and likeness route. Um, the, the, uh, Cavender, uh, what is it? The, Havender the Cavender twins. twins. Ca- Cavender twins. Cavender. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So these girls, these girls have been big on social media for a long time. In fact, I actually, they're they're just a, they're just examples because mainly female athletes. I think female athletes are the ones that are going to really profit the most on social media because uh, so wow. many of them, especially if you're if you're young, you're attractive, you're athletic. What brand wouldn't want to partner up with you on social media? I mean, we see it every day. These normal, what they call influencers are sponsored by these brands and they show off and they, they hold up lipstick or clothing, drinks, whatever it is. And athletes have been asked, you know, you can't do that for the, forever. Well, now athletes who do fall, fall into that category of being marketable, they have this opportunity to now profit. And the Cavender twins are just the, the example of that. Yeah. Um, but I saw a list of uh, college athletes based on social media alone, like how much, like who would get paid what. It was a top 10 list. The whole top 10 were all female athletes. I think number one was a gymnast out of West Virginia. I think really? another one is another, like another gymnast out of uh, LSU who has like uh, over a million followers on Instagram. I was thinking if, if it was just college football, I think – Tim Tebow would be up there just because his jersey sales were always crazy. Even in college, his jersey sales were crazy because they just sold the number 15 everywhere. Yeah, I had one of them too. So I think the Tebow would have ran away with it. But that's surprising to me. Uh, 
here the list was full of gymnasts and women athletes that's awesome and that's it is. that goes with what we were talking about is that the whole argument where they're going to lose money well they're making money so we'll see might take it's away kinda, from it, the school making the money it, i guess but it doesn't really matter uh, i will say though it's it is a little unfortunate i guess that when it comes to women's sports because ratings wise depending on the sport. I mean, it's never going to equate to the men's sports. Mm-hmm. And there's that ongoing argument that, you know, women need to get paid equal to men. But if you don't have the sponsorships, if you don't have the revenue, uh, it's just not going to be the same. Uh, I think that's just more of an economics issue. And also what do the fans want to see, you know, supply and demand. Uh, it just isn't going to, it doesn't add to what the men's sports bring. So a lot of these women have the opportunity to make a lot more money through social media. Mm. So I think it's kind of sad that these are women that will probably go pro in their sport, probably, but they're not going to make near as much money. They're going to make money through Instagram and through Twitter and through TikTok. Well, now they're able to. And, uh, you know, according to the, whatever the list where he said all the women would have been top 10, then if we're getting paid equally, then you're taking the money away from the women, right? Like if they're the ones making the money, you'd be taking their money away. So, yeah, if you can make it, make it. And that's uh, that's all we had. So I think that's all I have to say on the, the pay of the players is yeah. want to do a special episode. Um, but we do we do have a little uh, little snippet, a little snippet for you guys. Um, our top five games of the whole year that we're most excited for. And it's not like the top games of the year. It's the top games that you're most excited for. Yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and read Joey's off because Joey texted his in and then, um, and then we'll do, we'll do mine and then we'll save Davis's for last. All right. So number five for Joey is Alabama and Miami. This game is going to be exciting. It's the first, first week. So um Along with other games, you're going to have a first week that starts off hot into the 2021 season. Um, Derek King possibly out for, for the first game, uh, still coming back from that that terrible injury in the bowl game. Um, Alabama, new and reloaded. We'll see what happens there. Um, his, his number four is Arkansas State versus Central Arkansas, and I can't tell you why. I honestly – I can't tell you why, <laughs> I can't tell you why. I think he's just doing that just to throw a ra- just throw a different one in there. But he better be he better be making that his pick of the week or one of his locks whenever that game comes. I don't even know what week that is. Is Gus Malzahn with them by any chance? Gus Malzahn is at UCF. That's right. He went to yeah. UCF. He's at UCF. I think um, that was a great move on his part. We'll see. I'm excited to see that as well. Um Iowa State at Oklahoma is number three for Joey. Uh, couldn't agree more. That game's always exciting. Uh, Oklahoma tries to keep it close with Iowa State. If they lose, they'll beat them in the Big 12 championship. That's how it goes. And, you know, that's that's just preseason trash talk. That's, that's not indicative of how the actual season's going to go. Number two, he fit in FSU and Notre Dame. That's going to be on a Sunday. I think that's the first – week one that's a week one game as well so that's that's exciting also um and his number one was oregon at ohio state and arguably that's one of the best games this season and that's going to be in week two that's that's a that's a good list 
What a week two matchup, by the way, because week two, week three, notorious for not being too big of games. Like, give us the, give us at least one big matchup, and that's mm. going to be the game. Yep. All right, my top five. Number five, I got Liberty, the Flames, going to Ole Miss. <clears throat> I, I'm going to be excited for that game, one, because it's Lane Kiffin's second year. Uh, they got a good offense rolling. Um, defense, not so much. Liberty. A lot of guys returning. That quarterback's returning. Can't remember his name right now, uh, but he was like awesome. Malik, it's Malik Davis or something like that. I think that's a running back for Florida, right? I don't know. We'll go back and look. <laughs> anyway, Malik Henry. Uh, Malik Henry. Malik Henry. Thank you. That is his name. So Malik Henry, awesome, awesome quarterback for Liberty, and they went undefeated up until their last game against um, the against Coastal Carolina. So, like. They could put up a fight against SEC West Ole Miss. That's big. Number four, Alabama at Florida. I snuck in the Gators there just because um, Florida and Alabama don't get to play every year, um, barring some SEC championship game like like last year. But it's going to be in the swamp. It's going to be at night, week three. So you get Alabama early, which is the best time to get Alabama because they haven't worked out all the kinks, or maybe they have. We'll see but we're going to learn a lot about Florida and Alabama in this game. Number three, Auburn at Penn State. Uh, I really, really liked Penn State last year. They let me down, but it was the COVID. It was the COVID taking over, so you never they know. They tried coming back. They, they kind of turned it around a little they bit. They did. Didn't they win, like, uh, their last four games or something? They lost, they like, did. three in a row. Yeah, well, they opened the season just pissed poor. Um, yeah. Just couldn't terrible. get together. And I almost made uh, I almost made that Indiana at Penn State just to, just to have the Michael Penix Jr. Um, rematch because that game came down to it at yeah a dive at the end zone in overtime right or was it it might have been overtime it was like a two point conversion something like that anyway my number two game is Oregon at Ohio State we've already talked about it it's going to be a great game Oregon is killing it in on the recruiting trail and they're also going to be one of my top picks to be in the playoffs um next year my number one game is clemson at georgia that's that's week one action so like like we said already week one going absolutely insane i'm gonna i'm gonna be watching all these games i'm yeah. so happy football's back all right, so my list, uh, number five, is Alabama-Miami. And I really have them at five because, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. And I I would like to think Derek King is going to be healthy. He's been talking trash for the uh, – you know, he, he's been talking about a little bit of trash coming up to this game, basically saying, oh, absolutely, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to go off on him. I, I, I think Alabama's probably going to kick the shit out of Miami. But I, I'm curious to see if we do have a healthy Derek King. How is he going to play? Because I actually believe that he's going to have a fantastic year. He's like, what, it's like his 10th year in college football. He's been in the league forever. <laughs> Funny, it's not even the league. He's, he's been playing college football forever now. Um, I think one of the few people who were big names, I think really the only big name that took advantage of his extra eligibility year. And so I think that he's going to use that to his advantage. He just has to stay healthy because he just doesn't. He doesn't stay healthy, and it's a shame because he's so talented. Uh, and he'll play in the NFL, but he won't be a quarterback. Although he stayed, he stayed healthy all season, it was just that it was just the bowl game. It was just you know. I know. And then the year before that at Houston, he bowed out 
uh, to pr- preserve his eligibility. Um, so I think that was a good idea. It looks like it was, it was a good, a good idea. idea. It worked out for him. He got to go to Miami as a result of that. So I, I think Alabama will win that game, but I just wanted to put that in there because I will watch it. Number four, Florida, Georgia, um, mainly because I, I think Georgia is going to be a solid team and I wonder what Florida is going to look like. And also being that we're Florida fans, I wanted to throw at least one Florida game in there. Um, I, I did not put Alabama on my list, Florida, Alabama, because I just, I, I'm, I'm seeing the writing on the wall right now. Florida's going to lose. That's just how I feel right now. So I'm going to watch it, obviously, but I'm not going to look too forward to that game. <laughs> That's uh, how I Ohio feel State, too. Uh, Ohio State and Oregon, because uh, Ohio State's going to be awesome. And Oregon, I'm actually – I don't know what they're going to be like, to be honest, but it's going to be a damn good game nonetheless. Um, number two on my list, Cincinnati-Notre Dame. I figured no one was going to mention this game. Cincinnati and Notre Dame because I want Cincinnati to win so bad. I was this close. That's a, it's a good game. I, I like that pick a lot. I, I wanted to include Cincinnati in. I just couldn't with the other games. I liked this game with Cincinnati and I liked the Cincinnati UCF rematch. Yeah. It's, I think Cincinnati needs to play better teams. They're a good team. They need to play better teams and thank God. Uh, well, at least it's likely that they're going to expand the playoff. Uh, and maybe we can save that conversation for another day. Um, Cause I know we're limited, but uh, if, if they do expand the playoffs, Cincinnati with a win like this will certainly boost their credentials. It'll really hurt Notre Dame. Um, and I don't even know who's going to be the starting quarterback yet, but for Cincinnati, this is, this has to be a must win. And like everyone else here, Clemson and Georgia is my number one game because that's an opener. It's what you want to see in premier college football teams. Uh, I think that uh, JT Daniels is going to have a phenomenal year. And then D- D- DJ Uyunglele for Clemson. You know, We're going to have to get used to saying his name, are I- I'm used to it by now. DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. Yeah. Like, I'm, I love saying his name. It's like Tua. What's your, what's your Bailoa, you know? <laughs> like, you Uyunglele, bitch. Uyunglele. <laughs> No, but yeah, no, Clemson, um, I, uh, I early prediction, maybe this is like a too early kind of hot take. I think that, uh, Clemson might suffer a couple losses this year as they're transitioning, or I could be dead wrong and they're going to kick ass. But for right now, uh, I, I, I really like this game. It's gonna be a really fun game. It's gonna be close and either team could win. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch um, the DJ Ui Ungalale matchup. Ui Ungalale matchup versus JT Daniels. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. I feel like I'm saying the same thing as you. <laughs> you are. You're it. doing it right. Oh, okay, You're okay. doing it right. All right, all right. So yeah, that quarterback matchup is going to be awesome to watch. Um, another quarterback matchup is is the Derek King and and. Um, What's his first name? Something young for Alabama. Oh, um, we're terrible. We got to get, we got to get in season shape. We're not in season shape. Why am I forgetting? Bryce Young is no, no, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. You're right. Okay. So that's going to be a good quarterback matchup. Desmond Ritter. Um, I'm excited to watch him all season with Cincinnati. I'm pumped for this football season. There's going to be, um, fans in the stands. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. This is going to be fun, having these fans back, getting the opportunity to 
hear the crowd just go crazy. Oh yeah. For it's these gonna, games. Oh, that's, oh. that just helps make the sport. Chills just went down my spine thinking about it, Davis. I can't, I can't even tell you how much, like even going to the games last year, I went to one game. I went mm-hmm. to the Missouri Florida game and it was it was good to see some crowd there because that was a week where Florida got off from like three weeks of being um, riddled with COVID and postponements. So they got back and then the crowd, uh, the cra- the capacity was, I think, uh, boosted up a little, like, like the officials said, okay, we're, we can boost up a couple more thousand and let some more people in. So it was better, but it wasn't like a packed house. It wasn't like, um, the big house on a Saturday or the horseshoe or dope yeah. Campbell or, or anywhere, you know, it, it just wasn't the same. I hope, uh, you know, I, I think it's assumed that McKenzie Milton is going to be the starting quarterback at Florida state. I do hope that Florida state does have a better season. And no, I, you uh, know, what? I, I'm calling I think, it. I, I think Florida state's going to be way better this season. It's they second, should. second I, season under Mike Norville. They got some, they got some good recruits coming in, coming in too. I like their coach. I think having a guy like McKenzie Milton, who, you know, he has a big influence in college sports. I think that he is the player you want on your program Mm -hmm. that can attract other players to come with them. The only downside is that the players that are going to come along, they aren't going to play with him because he'll be gone by next year. So that that's one downside. I think is that, you know, he, if you're going to use him as a recruiting tool, then it, it kind of wouldn't make sense because he's going to be gone anyways, but, or at the very least he can leave some kind of influence on these players. I think he, ju- I think Mike Norville just needed someone who could toss the rock. Like he, he said, okay, um, let me dip my hands in the transfer portal real quick. Guys, not too far away. Orlando, bring him to Tallahassee. Um, and let's do some stuff with it. Just like Lincoln Riley. Hell Lincoln Riley takes, does a quarterback a year and he does perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It, you know? So I think Mike Norvell saw that and he was like, if I need to, a running quarterback, I'll put Jordan Travis in there and he'll, he'll be fast as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is super fast. I, it, he is fast. He, he needs to stay healthy though. And, and he could have been better, but yeah, yeah, he's fast. They'll use him. They'll use him in some sort of slot, maybe some, uh, some slot position, like, um, like the saints with uh, Taysom Hill you know, something like that. I could see that happening or Jaguars and Tebow. I'm excited to see that too. Get some pro football talk right now. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all I got. You got anything you got? You want to no, plug anything? Uh, uh, no, um, starting a new job here soon. So I'll be getting out of the radio industry, but I'll still be able to do the pod. Some fun stuff. It's unfortunate. I never got to go on cat country or the radio. It'll, it'll be okay. This will be our, this will be the radio. We'll, we'll push this one hard. Yeah, this will allow me to continue my on-air talents. You know, well, all the other job will too, but um, well, you got them. No, you need you need to continue your sports talk talents. It's what we need. Oh no, this is why I need this podcast. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm Robert. He's Davis. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter at CFB Extravaganza. Um, follow the YouTube page at Higher Frequency Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts I have there. We're working on getting separate pages, but donate to the Patreon and uh, show us some love. Like and share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks. Peace.